If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Listen to personality profiles with Lessons Bill, get inspired, get nourished, and grow to be the best that you want to be. Personality profile and 99.7 FM. I love it. Hi, this is Mr. Simons. Keep listening to Personality Profile with Lexus Bell. This is the program that inspires you and brings you very close to your role models. I'm Vera Kwakofi, current affairs editor of BBC Africa. Keep listening to Lexus Bill on Personality Profile on Joy 99.7 FM. You could just be able to hear the best piece of advice that sets you on the course to success. Hello, Ghana. My name is Senor Jose, CEO of the Ghana Chamber of Bulk Oil Distributors. Keep listening to Personality Profile with Lexus Bill because it delivers the value that sets you apart for success. Hi, this is Nadia Antano, Miss Ghana 2013. Keep listening to Personality Profile with Lexis Bill every Thursday at 7pm on Joy FM and be inspired. Hi, my name is James Ebo White or everyone calls me Uncle Ebo White. You know, what you'll be five years from now depends on only two things. The books you read and the people you meet. On Personality Profile, you meet the kind of people you meet. You need to meet 
to make your transition to your greatness. You want a program that would help you, inspire you, motivate you. Why bother to turn to other channels? Just stay here on Personality Profile and you'll get all the inspiration you need. here on joy 99.7 fm my name is lexus bill you're most welcome i always look forward to thursday evenings yep because of course it affords us the opportunity to sit with influential people uh, who are creating value and leading teams to help make life better for a lot in ghana yeah tonight i have one such great conversation for you my guest is an outstanding businessman 
Yeah, who has for three years led a team that has brought innovation into the insurance industry in Ghana. He has a wealth of experience in people management, building and managing startups, reorganization as well as restructuring, spanning insurance, telecoms, banking. Now, under his captainship, Allianz Life Insurance Ghana was awarded the title of the fastest growing insurance company in Ghana for 2019 at the Ghana Insurance Awards. He has well led his employees in a CSR campaign on the beach cleaning uh, that won the company an award in the corporate social responsibility from the Ghana Insurance Awards in 2019 and some global recognition as well. My guest tonight hails from Delta State in Nigeria. Yeah, he's a certified management trainer, certified PP administrator, DDI accredited facilitator. He's an associate of the Chartered Institute of Personnel Management of Nigeria and a board member of Allianz Insurance Ghana. Chief Executive Officer of Allianz Life Insurance Ghana, Mr. Gideon Atarayre, is my guest on Personality Profile. Welcome, Chema. Thank you. <laughs> How are uh, you doing, man? Very well. I'm really quite impressed that you were able to pronounce that name because a lot of people struggle with it. Bro, it, it, it took, <laughs> what, weeks of training <laughs> and rehearsing. Interesting. <laughs> but I got it right, didn't I? Yeah, you did. You did. Good stuff. Yeah. And I say congratulations to you and the team as well. Oh, thanks. For the past couple of weeks, you know, I've been talking about Allianz on my show. Mm -hmm. So I've been talking about three years in the business. Mm -hmm. Good job. Thank Thank you. How has it been? Has it been? A, a it's good, been. Uh, it's it's not. There's nothing really smooth uh, in life. You know, mm. every good thing comes with a lot of hard work. Yeah. So it's been quite interesting. That's that's the way I like to put it. I see. <laughs> so at what point do we cut the third anniversary cake? Um. So or sometime next week. We should do week, social distancing with so the cake. So sometime <laughs> next week we are going to cut our third anniversary cake. Oh well, good stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> you we, have a we'll guest list. That. I have a pen. Uh, we do. We're, we're putting up our guest list as yet. Yeah. And okay. we even have a surprise that day because we're launching something that is just out of something really, really new in the insurance space. So wow. Just keep your ears And that's open. the thing about Allianz. I like this innovation almost all the time because I'm always talking about like different products. And then um, a few weeks later, there's a new product. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Like you're constantly innovating. Yeah. Our goal is to disrupt, just to disrupt the mm. market, disrupt the insurance space, make insurance affordable, make insurance something that is easy for everyone to understand. Wow. Yeah. On your third anniversary, what do you say you're proudest of? Ah, so one of the things we're very proud of is to be one of the fastest growing insurance companies in Ghana. Imagine uh, an infant. We just started in 2018, mm -hmm. and at that time, we were number 20 out of 20. And then one year later, we moved to about 13. And mm -hmm. then after then, as at the end of 2020, we've moved to number nine. I mean, yeah. in two years. Yeah. That is really our proudest moment. And if you look at the people that are doing this, it will make you even prouder because mm. these are Ghanaians, these are people, young people. The oldest person in our organization is 45 years. Wow. Yeah. So it tells you, so our, our average age is about 35. So mm -hmm. you have a lot of young people. So when you hear about all these innovations, all of these things, just think about a bunch of young, crazy people mm -hmm. with a lot of hunger and drive to succeed. 
That's it. Impressive. I'm just privileged to be the captain, mm. the one that is steering the ship. But the real guys doing the work, they're out there. Oh, well, kudos to you. If you're <laughs> part of the Alliance family, we're proud of you today. And I'm sure the journey hasn't been smooth throughout. Like you said, there's nothing smooth in this world. Really, what are some of the major challenges you've encountered? Ah, a lot. Um, I'll start from, um, like you said, where I grew up in Wari. I grew up right in Wari in Delta States, Nigeria. Um, I, my family wasn't uh, those kind of families where they say people are born with silver spoons and all that. Is no. it? Very, very far from that. Very far from that. I've I've heard a lot of tales about worry, and yeah. and, and you know, of course, worry is gonna <laughs> is quite notorious for, for a lot of things. things yeah, <laughs> comedy, so many things. Uh, yeah. Typical language that yeah. we speak there, the pidgin language, and all that. Uh, so my family was one that was a struggling family because mm. um, in primary school, especially when from primary five, primary six. Uh, myself, my elder sister and myself, we had to sell food. We have to hawk, put things on our heads and go around the streets to sell just to support the family because my dad at the time had um, I just lost his job and it continued for a long time. Mm -hmm. So from late primary four, primary five, primary six, I was a street vendor with my sister. So we're going around... I, I there's almost no food item that have not put on my head. Yes, From yam oh, <laughs> tubers on a tray mm -hmm. to gari oh, to fish to different things that we used to go around on the streets of worry. Sometimes you're going around and you see your classmates, you try to hide, you know, all oh, of those. Yeah. But it's it, yeah. it was quite um well it was tough. It was really mm. tough in primary school. Really, really tough. Uh, secondary school was a bit um, light. Yeah, it was a bit, but university was another one. Okay. University was, it's a story of resilience. Mm. University was a story of don't ever give up. Before we even get into the university bit, let's stay with the primary and, and uh, secondary. And secondary. Um, all, through all those trying times and tough times of you on the street with the yam on your head and all of that um what's the biggest lesson you learned from your parents um never give up uh, my mom my dad they they see us they know how tough it was you know imagine parents seeing their little ones going out to struggle to add to the family mm. you could see uh, first of all i see teamwork uh, between the two of them because I know what my dad was doing and then I also knew what my mom was doing mm. and then together they're able to plan uh, for most families when they go through those kind of events that's mm. where you hear divorce that's where you hear a lot of fighting and all yeah. of that but then for us that hardship that 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 brought us together mm. we ate together we would always eat together would and we were seven seven I have six siblings so we're seven together and mom and dad, nine of us. So it, it was a real struggle. It was a real struggle. But you, you could see in their eyes a lot of hope. Yeah. You know, a lot of struggle, a lot of, no, things will not continue like this. Yeah. And so that, that's how we're brought up, to, to share uh, in pains, in joys, mm. to, to teach, bring up the younger ones. Mm. And so it made us, you know, take up responsibilities 
very early in okay. our lives. Yeah. What was your position in the seven? Second. So I'm the first boy and the second child. You had a yeah. big task. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I can say that again. Yeah. That's why sometimes I look at my younger ones who are already married with children and all that. I still see them as, you know, those... Because it, you, you brought them up. You, you brought them you, up, you yeah. took care yeah. of them and, you know, all. So it was a, so it was a big It was task. even more tasking for you because now they were looking up to you. Exactly. Yeah. So you had to do very well in school. Mm. You had to do very well in sports. You had to do everything because the younger ones are looking just up to you. Yeah. You know, so. So it's safe to say that all that didn't let you get into trouble much in worry, did it? Nah, <laughs> nah. <laughs> you were so busy trying to survive than to, you know, get yourself into any anything else. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And now you get into university. I, I know you, before even university, you were part of your debate team in school. Yeah. In secondary school. Yeah. Of course, you're a great, <laughs> you're a great orator, so I'm I not surprised. Seen, but <laughs> I have seen that some people have gone to dig up. <laughs> well, you know, worries not far from here. Just a, a few hours flight and then we're there. So, yeah. So you, you're a great orator. So you were, you know, part of the debate team. What other passions did you have? Did you have a certain career path? You know, as a kid, we all had these careers uh, we wanted yeah, to take up. I'll yeah. tell you about that. So as a kid, I wanted to be a doctor. I actually wanted to be a doctor. And um, my father saw that in me. I, mm. I started learning a lot of things. So when I was in secondary school, for instance, there's a, a family friend who is a pharmacist that had um, a pharmacy. So he had a pharmacy. I would go there after school mm. to just sit and learn and see. So at some point, I could administer first aid, oh. even when I was in secondary school. And um, my house then was close to a football field. Hmm. So I got my big first aid box and I used to administer first aid to people. I remember there were some remarkable events. There's one <laughs> of my classmates that I had. I think that's uh, one of the highlights of those. So I actually wanted to be a doctor. Okay. But the only thing that happened was that I didn't have the brain for it. You, you were telling us about that episode. Yes, you want me to? Yes. <laughs> it's this guy, uh, one one of my very stubborn friends in those days. In fact, up till now, in our secondary school group, it still causes a lot of problems. <laughs> so this day, he had um, a cut, and then it grew, it became like a boil. Okay. And it was there, he's been going to the chemist. In those days, just just go to the chemist. They were treating, they were treating. I kept telling him, come, I'm going to fix this. But you know, classmate, no, yeah. I don't think you can. Then he gave me the opportunity. He came, then I did what I had learned, tied the place up and actually treated it. And, you know, as I was administering it, he screamed, you know, because he was, he's a very loud-mouthed guy, yeah. he screamed, everyone was laughing, the whole area gathered everything. But after I treated him, do you know that the next day he could walk? He could walk because everything that I had learned, I had to. Yeah. I, I was very passionate about, about being a medical doctor, but uh, the brain couldn't allow me. How? Explain. <laughs> so for you to be a medical doctor, you had to pass all your science courses. I had um, 
A's in some of them. But there was one stubborn one called <laughs> physics. <laughs> I just couldn't, my brain couldn't carry that physics. So I tried the first time, tried the second time, no way. I no, just no, no. couldn't. Speak, speak, speak the letters now. You said A's, A's, A's. <laughs> you, don't, you don't slide on that one. You try the first one and... No, okay, so uh-huh. I the first time I attempted WIAC, I got five credits and included maths and English, but physics wasn't there. Like, okay, I needed all the five credits. I needed physics, I needed biology, I needed chemistry in order for me to qualify, mm. you know. So I, the next time I tried it, everything was there. Physics was P, like P. Y, P. That's pass. pass. It was P7, they used to call it. I don't know what they call it. That's now. like... 30 over 100 or uh, something no it's around. like 40 like, it's like 40 it's not far from 30 relax no no it's not far it's, it's, it's like it's like 40 <laughs> if you go less than 40 it's f oh no, right it's, oh. F. it's f so you're just trying to say you didn't get f i didn't get f it was a p <laughs> i tried then i just couldn't wow but i settled for something that was second nature to me i've always loved farming Mm. Um, so growing up, I I've always had uh, chickens. I would have all of those things. Mm. We had gardens around, real farming. So I settled for that. So I studied agriculture. And funny enough, after I got into university studying agriculture, then I finally passed physics. But it was too late. So I just said no, just just go on. Wow. So I trained as a S- farmer. So so. Okay, now that you chose <laughs> you chose agriculture, what, what exactly did you want to head with agric? Did you think that at some point you would have a big plantation and yes. work on it? So, so my dream, and it still is, okay. is um, to end up teaching um, probably in a university and own a large farm, livestock plantation. That's it. That's always been my dream. So it was second nature. So I studied agriculture and I, I did well, I think. And and when you were done with school, what did you decide? So to? again, when I was done with school, which school, you know, going through school, it's where my real story of resilience, of never say die, that's where it happened. But maybe we'll talk about that later. No, no, I want to talk about well, it now. It yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm interested. It's quite an interesting <laughs> story. I'm, I'm following. Okay, okay. <laughs> So getting into school, um, it, it was it was very tough for me. Hundred level, um, I did the first semester, and then the second semester I couldn't cope because there was no money. So you, I had to drop out of of school. You dropped out? Yes, I dropped out. Um, the second semester, hundred level, I couldn't uh, cope with all the bills, all the fees, register courses, pay for this. So I had mm-hmm. to drop out from school. It was very sad for my parents. It was very sad for everyone. Was it your decision or their decision? It was everybody's decision. You had no choice. Where do you stay? How do you feed? All yeah. of those things. How do you register your courses? It was not anything that anyone wanted, but it, it just happened like that. So mm-hmm. I had to drop out of school at that time. But when I dropped out, I started doing work. I started teaching. I started doing a lot of things. Then I saved up some money. Okay. Then I went back to school the next year. That was supposed to be 200 left. Me, naive guy, I just went back and said, yes, so I want to continue. And the HOD said, come here. What do you think? (laughs) 
continue what you have sconded. That's the first time I heard that grammar called absconded. I say absconded. I didn't do the course best I know, but I want to continue. They say no, you can't continue. You absconded. You've left. I was sad. Then he said, except. Then I, I was interested in that except. He said, except when we look at your your GPA mm -hmm. for just the first semester and run it over the two semesters. Because the first semester was 24 credits. Yeah. Second semester, 24 credits. If we get what you scored from your exam in the first semester over 48 and you score up to one point, then the department will help you. Me, all those he was saying was <laughs> too yeah. technical for me at the time. So I sat there and then he called... Um, someone a young lecturer at the time who is coincidentally the dean of the faculty today okay called him at the time and said he should go and check so he checked and then he came back he said he's called one my eyes lit and then the hod said one okay then they started assisting me so in 200 level mm -hmm. i was right in the second semester of 200 level i was writing 200 level exam and the 100 level exam it was crazy. That's one of the most challenging period of my life because there were days I was writing two exams. I will write 100-level exam, 200-level exam. But that's not the saddest part of the story. There were days at that time where I would write an empty stomach because the money is all the monies I've saved. How much can it really be? Yeah. In fact, in 200-level, I struggled to pay the fees I remember it was one of my aunties and my immediate younger sister who mm -hmm. just finished secondary school who was just working her salary for the month and my auntie's money. That's how they paid my school fees that year, 200 level. But to feed my brother mm. is another ballgame entirely. I, there's a remarkable event I will never forget. There's one of my crazy friends. His name is Gideon as well. So there was this night, we were preparing for exams. I was so hungry, I couldn't, I couldn't read. Mm -hmm. So this was like 2 a.m., so I woke up. I wanted to take Gary. Mm -hmm. I got there, there was Gary. So I said, okay, let me have some sugar. No sugar. So I was just hissing, I was hissing throughout. He was pretending to be asleep. It was much later that I was telling the story. Then I saw salt. I, I wanted salt since there's no sugar. I got there, there's no salt. So I said, okay, I'll just take the gari like that. The worst thing, there was no water, bro. <laughs> there was no water too. There was no... I cried. He was too... He felt so sorry for me. He couldn't just... He just behaved as if he was sleeping. I cried. I really cried. The next day, I had exam... How I wrote the exam, I don't know, but I survived it. 300 level was, was another very, very tough one. Mm. 300 level was, was bad because I couldn't pay my school fees, but I had accommodation. I had someone who I was staying with, but I couldn't pay fees. So I was driven out of my exam hall, um, the first paper. The dean of the faculty noticed that, ah, what's wrong with this guy? How How... So he was thinking that there must be something wrong for yeah. them, for this boy not to have paid his school fees. 
So after the people that were driving everybody out, after they left, the the day now called me and said they should allow me in. So I went in, I wrote. But to cut the long story short, I was able to pay uh, with the help of one young lady who the school was owing some amount of money. I helped her to get it because I knew some people in the bursary department. And that's how she borrowed me. 6,000 naira at the time. It's small money today. 6,000 naira is something that I would just spend on the table with friends. But that's what I couldn't pay at the time. So that's how I passed through that. And uh, to pay that loan, it Mm. was painful. Mm. And uh, it took time. 400 level was another story entirely, bro. (laughs) I... (laughs) I could have dropped out again. In fact, I was at the verge of dropping out in 400 level, but for somebody that also came um, in the nick of time to rescue me with some amount of money. Um, 500 level, my final year, it was one other person that used house rent, money for house rent. Mm-hmm to help so that I could pay. If not, I would just lose everything that I fought for. And then I, I, I was doing well in school. I was yeah. among faculty scholars. In fact, in 400 level, I was a faculty scholar. Then, so I was doing well. I was helping the department. I was helping the HOD, but no one knew what I was going through mm-hmm. until that 500 level when that, the young lady gave me her school, uh, her house rent for me to pay my school fees. And then her rent then expired. So I wanted to die because how how will I even explain this? Then just when I was going through that anxiety and all that, I HOD who have been assisting to write papers for yeah. the state government and everything, he saw me and he, he looked at my face and said, something's wrong with you. I said, no. <laughs> he said, shut up. Then he dragged me into his office and said, what's wrong with you? Do you know, I couldn't answer. I just started crying. The man shut his door and then interviewed me. He himself started shedding tears. It was, it felt so bad and said that I just suffered myself for nothing. The school would have helped me throughout all of this, but I went through all this pain like that. So it wasn't easy. It was the HOD that now gave me the money the next week that I used to refund the ladies. The ladies' rent. Yeah. It's, it's you know what's quite evident in your story is that uh, well i don't know how religious you are but it looks like god had you know <laughs> angels dotted along the path for you are you still in touch with some of these people yes um but painfully some no because at that time there was no telephone so yeah especially when i left school and i was doing my national service in the north in nigeria you know you have to do a national service where you travel out of your state then i was in the north there were certain people who helped me at those times okay and today i have no way of contacting, of contacting them. them it's yeah. really sad but these were people that um have really indeed your story is one of resilience i yes. I, I now get the picture you see why i yeah. wanted to hear it <laughs> it's a very beautiful story and i'm sure it has helped shape you and your thinking and your approach in everything you do yes um so one uh, it has helped me to not underrate anyone. You never know. You never... Who would have believed that that young boy that used to hawk around, you know, take Yam and Gary around, will now be somewhere sitting and saying he's a CEO. So you never... You, you never underrate anyone. 
<clears throat> you have no reason to be proud. Mm -hmm. You have to involve everyone. Uh, so there are so many things that I've learned and also never to give up. Just make sure that you do all that you have to do. And then um, you you'll be fine. You'll be okay. fine generally. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about we'll talk about <laughs> work a little bit more now. Now you're getting emotional. Yeah. I think I need to get them to uh, <laughs> coffee, tea, whiskey, or <laughs> what? You we need to get you to come back in time. Yeah. I need to come back. Uh, you need, to, need come to come back. back. We're gonna take a quick break. If you're just tuned in, this is Personality Profile here on Joy ninety nine point seven FM. I'm Lexus Bill. This evening, I'm spending time with the CEO of Alliance Life Insurance, Mr. Gideon Atarire, here on your superstation. And his story is quite a very interesting one. Um, I'm, I'm loving it. We're live on Facebook as well. You can check out the live video on Facebook and you can tweet at us with the hashtag DriveOnJoy. If you want to send in a question or a comment, you can send it on our WhatsApp platform, 055-1111997. So now uh, we continue the conversation. Graduate farmer, Agric Econs, bagged from the university, uh, national service done. Which farm did you enter? <laughs> Correct. So I entered quite um, a few farms, actually, mm -hmm. uh, because I really love farming. Mm -hmm. And um, there were just two things in my mind. Uh, somebody was asking me, what was your dream? I said, uh, it's only those who sleep that uh, used to dream. That What do you mean by dream? The only thing I knew then was I wanted to have a farm mm -hmm. and then teach. So I started out um, with farm. I, I had a small farm both i had pigs i had chicken uh, and all that but i needed to expand the farm so i was looking for a job so to earn some more money mm. and to to continue farming then someone told me about a new telco that was about to come into nigeria at the time and then they were looking for people who had graduated who had first class or second class upper and uh, she says, yes, I remember. Then someone introduced me. I went, I dropped my CV. And from the day I dropped my CV till I got the job was like two weeks. And that's how I got into a company called Globacom. Globacom, okay. In 2003. Oh. Yeah, so the company was, uh, has not, had not launched at the time. Um, so we were there preparing for the launch and all of that. So I, that's, that's how I got into Mm. industry but farming teaching telco customer service how do i bridge it so what i did was that from day one when they were taking us around showing us around then i asked a question that is there a department in this company where i can have the opportunity to teach oh yeah then uh, the guy that was taking us around so he, he looked at me and it was later I, I understood why he looked at me that way. He looked at me like, why are you asking? I say, oh, because I, I really want to teach in the future. I'm just looking for a way to, mm. you know. And he said, no, but there's a department called training. I say, ah, okay. And that was where the conversation ended. Not knowing at that time that the company was looking for to train Nigerians to become training specialists. To take over from our south african trainers oh so that conversation now 
brought me to the table. So when they wanted to train, then I remember that, oh, there's one guy there. And that's how they took me out from the call center. I used to be a call center agent mm -hmm. in Glow. From call center, call center agent, I was a team lead. I was a supervisor. But they now called me up. And then I was now among seven Nigerians that were now trained. It mm. was a three-month, very, very intensive program. And then that's where I got my first certification as a trainer. Wow. So that, that small episode is a whole lesson in the corporate world. Yes, it is. So for me, it's about speaking up. Because it was, it was day one, yeah. I could have, you know, just be so shy or timid, timid and then not say anything back. but i just i just asked like yeah is there any department and that's all that's when the guy said training like training i've never heard of anything like training i just forgot about it until much later they he recalled he was the head of training at the time i didn't know yeah so he recalled and that's when they picked me up and so that's one lesson if i'm to pick anything out of this conversation yeah. it should be that you've got to speak up speak up Just sometimes speak up. say it. it it probably is the darndest thing ever yeah but it could get you on the table yeah so that's what i keep telling my my guys um, just speak up just say it and that's the environment we are building in our organization today mm. we like people who can question the status quo so we have created a safe environment for people to just say it because mm -hmm. i'm learning from my own experience and i know because of my upbringing i'm a very shy timid kind of person and i know the kind of you know guts that it takes for me to speak up so now that i'm at the helm of affairs i always try to make it easy so i yeah. tell the people speak up speak mm -hmm. up nobody's going to kill you just speak up yeah. what's the worst thing that can happen no that's it so i think it's a great lesson uh, i think that's what helped amazing and some way somehow you found yourself into banking yeah into insurance first insurance then yeah. banking so um i'm interested in how the insurance <laughs> bit came in okay so the insurance bit came in because of as a professional trainer as a trainer i've been trained and certified to train on anything mm. anything actually because training is about a methodology you learn a methodology you learn tools and all that and you can apply it in the field of medicine anything actually okay so um when mm. i left telecom i i went into insurance how there was a project it was uh, something they call bank assurance okay bank assurance is a uh, retailing mm. insurance through a bank mm -hmm. at the time guaranteed trust bank the same gt bank today yeah. owned a company called Guarantee Trust Assurance. Coincidentally, that company is now one of the largest insurance companies in Nigeria. It's called AXA Mansard. So AXA Mansard wanted to form a bank assurance relationship with Guarantee Trust Bank. So they needed a trainer that will set up the structure because it requires a lot of training and so many things. They brought an expert from the UK, um, a guy, very interesting guy pr from Project 7 from the UK. So he was to work with the indigenous trainer. Mm -hmm. And that's how I came. I came on board. They, they liked my skill because I was really, really, really very skillful with training at the time. But I didn't know anything about insurance. But I applied the training methodology, the tools, the skills and were able to so that's how come i came into insurance through okay. that project 
But after working on the project for just a few months, then I said, you know what? Take over the learning and development of the whole company. So wow. from a project of training, recruiting salespeople to learning and development. So that's how I entered insurance. From there, I now started to train. I wanted to learn more about insurance. I cannot, I'm a proud trainer. I cannot stand in front of people and be telling them things. And then they ask me about something and I don't know. So I started, you know, hunting for knowledge, asking a lot of questions. So I would go out with the salespeople. I would make pitches for them because I could, I had very good presentation skills. I could facilitate, I could answer questions and all of that. So from there, they said, okay, we'll make you an assistant to the head of agency. We used to have an Indian, Suma, um, Suman, that's her name. So I now started assisting the lady while as a trainer mm -hmm. i was in training but i was now in agency and that's where i now started learning a lot about sales and selling from there that's when i moved to the bank <laughs> <laughs> i mean you've got a very interesting life story i gotta be honest <laughs> with you um some way somehow you found yourself back in insurance yes and at some point, there was a suggestion that you come to Ghana. Yes. Was it your suggestion or... It was... was very far from my mind. I have never thought, okay, once in my life, I, I've had the opportunity of coming to Ghana. It's another story. I used to work with FBN Bank, the mm -hmm. same FBN Bank in Ghana today. Yeah. Then we were first bank of Nigeria. That's the bank I used to work. So somewhere in 2012, 13... We were supposed we the first bank of Nigeria bought one bank across West Africa. It was in Ghana, Guinea, was in Gambia, was in Sierra Leone, and they, I think there's a fifth country. The bank now sent me <laughs> to Guinea with one of my colleagues. Is now an ED in FBN Bank in Ghana today. Okay, was two of us that. So funny enough, my deployment was to Ghana. This was in 2011 or so. 24 hours to deployment. They changed it. And they said, no, you are going to Guinea. That's how I went to Guinea. If not, Dude, this would have been Ghana my second earlier. call me. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't, it wasn't, so I was in Guinea for some time. Yeah. Went back to Nigeria uh, before I got back into insurance. And then one thing led to the other. And Alliance bought, um, um, our own company that we set up in Nigeria, Alliance bought it. We, you know, we set up a company myself and my boss from the scratch and all that. And then we built it to an enviable position that Alliance was interested, bought the company over. So I was there. Until there was now the opportunity in Ghana. Mm. Alliance has always been in Ghana since 2009, which is yeah. a non-life company. But this time, we wanted to set up, Alliance just launched a company, May 24th, 2018. And then I was, I think I had an issue then. I was ill. I had some issues with kidneys, something, something. Then on my WhatsApp, somebody just told me that, hmm, be prepared. It looks like the boss wants you in Ghana. Like, wants me to do what? Because <laughs> <laughs> then... I, I was chief people officer. Okay. So chief people officer means I'm in charge of human resources, performance management, project management, but nothing about 
sales at the time although i was um, head of sales at some point i was head of operations at some point but my current my role at the time was chief people officer so want me in ghana for what as a ceo you must be kidding just get out of this place <laughs> how where who yeah <laughs> you know and i said no it's true next thing they set up panel interviews and then it was like a dream i was just going through the interviews i was really amazed because i was i was really quite shocked at the the level that i had grown into yeah because the interviews cut across finance you mm. know underwriting so many things and you know after every of those interviews i will go back and ask myself that did you really just say those yeah, things yeah. there you know so that's how i went through uh, the very rigorous process and then august 2018 they say okay you can go there now and um, spend two weeks with the ceo at the time yeah uh study the environment get used to the people and that's it that's how i came to ghana were you excited about it or you were nervous uh it was uh a mix it was a mix it's a new role i've never been a ceo never ever been a ceo i have never ever thought of being a ceo all my life i have always thought about being a number two i like to oil the machines i mm. like to make things work i so in my life i've always i was in charge of our succession plan as a company but guess what i didn't even put myself as a successor to our ceo at the time because like no you people go and do your ceo <laughs> i will be behind and i will help you all yeah. the machines everything will work so when they put me on the rule, it was like, wow. It was exciting mm. at first. But then when I woke up the next day, things not done to me that guy. Yeah, <laughs> going to be the number one. Where would you start from? Yeah. How will these Ghanaians take you? They would just say, where is this small boy coming from? <laughs> <laughs> where are you going to start from? Yeah. You know, how do you build a team? How do you build the structure? How do you build the culture? What about the product? You know, so there was there was that apprehension actually. And 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 you know the insurance penetration rate in Ghana is what less than two percent. Yeah, it's about two percent. Yeah, and I don't know whether it's the same for Nigeria. It is actually somewhat. It's, it's even less if you look at percentage wise. Yeah. yeah. So would you say that the task was similar or it was more arduous because, of course, it's a territory you're not familiar with. It was more. Uh, for me, it was more because one is a new role. It's a new country, new mm. culture, new people. Yeah. And then new products. Everything was new. The only thing I had was that I'm a startup champion. So Glow Startup, uh, when we set up Union Assurance Startup, when we were at uh, Guaranteed Trust Assurance Startup. So mm. I had learned some skills. So okay. I am a startup. So for me, it was a project. And really, that's the reason they brought me. To say, you know what, go and set this thing up. Get this machine running. And then we'll tell you where next to go. Where next to go. Yeah, so okay. that's it. So, that's, so based on that, I, I just felt that just maybe. And my background in human resources, I knew that um, I'm, I'm not boasting. But I think I'm, I'm just a bit good with people. Yeah. Yeah. So I love people. Yeah. I really love people. So when I got in there first, when I saw... The body language of everyone i was just laughing because i knew in their minds 
who has brought this Nigerian boy here? <laughs> you know, but I just told myself that don't worry. In a few weeks, in a few months, uh, things will You'll be different. You get to know and, me. And, and today, yeah. it's different. Oh wow, that's yeah. awesome! Give me a, an overview of the Alliance Life Insurance business. Okay, I would. I always like to start from the top. So Alliance is a company that started in 1890 in Germany. Um, it's a very big company, really big. Alliance is into life insurance, non-life insurance, into assistance service. Alliance is into investment. Our investment base is uh, really huge. We have two companies. Uh, one is called PIMCO and then mm. there's Alliance Global Investors. These two companies together hold 1.7 trillion euros wow. in third-party assets. That is like more than the GDP of a couple of countries combined. Mm. <laughs> mm. Um, as at the end of 2020, Alliance as a group, we, we raked in about 140 billion euros in revenues. So we are talking about a global giant. Yeah. Then in Africa, Alliance, you know, so in the world, we are in over 70 countries. In Africa, Alliance is in uh, about 12 countries, but in 49 markets. Mm. Um, Alliance is big in Africa. We, as had last year, we did about 663 million euros in revenues. So in Ghana, 2009, we set up the non-life company. And then in uh, 2018, we set up the company that yeah. brought me here. And so when we started, we were small. We're number 20 out of 20 insurance companies. But we quickly started growing with the strong team, the culture that we have, our technology, the hunger and all that. We quickly moved from number 20 in 12 months to first number 16, then number 13. And then mm -hmm. as at the end of last year, we've moved to number nine, and which is why we won the award yeah. for the fastest growing insurance company. So right now, we do life insurance. Our company, we are specialized in life insurance. Mm -hmm. And we save corporates we serve sme we serve the people we like to call mid-income and recently in 2019 we now started serving the people that people will call the bottom of the pyramid or micro insurance okay so what we try to do is to serve all spectrum of the economy okay and alliance also uh, we have a 30 percent stake in a company called bima worldwide uh, Bima is a microinsurance company that is really huge and it started actually in Ghana. It's one of the biggest uh, oh. microinsurance companies used. So together, we're serving the needs of the average Ghanaian. Our role, our goal really is um, to make insurance affordable, to make insurance simple, mm. to make people afford the insurance that they need. Everyone really needs, the people who really need insurance can't afford it. So that's why we're trying to come up with products, processes, systems, everything to make this mm. possible. You, as the leader of the business, what is that one thing you needed to implement to make sure this startup worked and three years later you'll be celebrating? People. People. People always talk about, oh, the technology must be good. Yeah, technology must be good. Process must be good. Ah, innovative products, yes. But for me, it's about people. Mm. People will do all of those things. If you can get the people to work with their hearts much more than their heads, then you can just go to sleep. And that's exactly what is happening today. Mm. My people would work 
people have a sense of responsibility people are committed people will bring their best and is all the yeah. foundation is because they've seen that the company has built up a structure that shows that convinces them that we want to really secure their future wow. so because we want to secure their future and they are convinced of that they actually would work so if i want to do it again it's the same thing yeah i will concentrate on the people to make sure that they are well trained to make sure they are competent to make sure they are happy to make sure they're committed they're engaged the rest will fall in line the technology we use today was built by my own people the products that we sell today they were designed by my own people the processes that we have they were designed by the people so me what do what do i know in insurance i i always tell them i'm just like the leader of the orchestra yeah i don't sing i don't play any instruments mine is just to say oh, you on the side raise your hands you play this that's all i do yeah. so if they are not motivated they won't do any of that so that, that's that's what i believe in and it's important to also note that allianz life has met the capital requirement the minimum capital requirement of uh 150 million yeah so the the regulator moved the capital requirement to 50 million 50 million so yeah. that 50 million every insurance company is to um, make sure they have 50 million by december 31 this year 2020 so yeah. by january 2022 everyone should have 50 million but we didn't just to make sure that the people have confidence in our brand and to know that alliance is really investing in ghana we quickly injected. So now we have in excess of a hundred million. So it's like times two. Times two of the capital that's, requirement. That's because we need to yeah. really show, demonstrate. And, you know, with that kind of capital, you're able to pay claims. Yeah. You're able to write good businesses. You're able to, you know, do. So that's, that's exactly what we've done. Wow, so. kudos, kudos. Tell me, what about you personally do you think has helped you lead the team for three years without fail? <laughs> for me i think it's my natural love for people okay i just i just think that's it so some people say with their lips that they love people but they they don't show it mm. you know that it's artificial it's selfish it's because they want something out of it so i believe that it's because i love people and i truly do love them so relationship with my colleagues go beyond just the office we talk about families. I know their families. I chat with people's husbands, families, wives, all of that. When people have celebrations, we go together. When people have times of mourning, we mm. mourn together. All of that. I believe that that's um, one of my greatest. Uh, yeah. There are other skills. There are other things, technical skills. But I think naturally, my love for people is what is pushing all of this. Uh, because then the people now you convince them you know at first they were like everyone is skeptical but when they now truly believe it's human nature yeah when you believe that someone really loves you then you love the person back and then you give your all oh, and that's exactly what's happening you've now. actually given a, a whole lesson on leadership tonight honestly and uh, I, I would have asked for more, but we don't we don't have so much time. <laughs> Very impressive. I'm I'm really grateful that you shared all these nuggets. What's your biggest fear? My biggest fear, right now. Ah, what's my biggest fear? My biggest fear is I'm not looking up to the day where I will say goodbye. 
to the team. I am actually not looking up to. So every day that I think about that my contract will end someday in the next one, two, three years, and then I would leave. I'm always trying to think about how that day would look like. So my biggest fear is to leave uh, Ghana, to mm. leave the team, and for the team not to be able to continue with this culture that we have built. Yeah. It's always about legacy. I want to be able to be anywhere, whether I'm in Uganda tomorrow or Kenya or wherever. I want to look back and say, those guys are still doing well. So wow. my biggest fear will be I leave and then everything just you know, collapses. So that's, that's what will be. To anybody who looks up to you, any word of advice to wrap it up? Yes, be resilient. Don't give up. Don't give up. There's always light at the end of the tunnel. Um, don't look at your present circumstances. Don't look at your past. Don't think that because your family is poor, because you are poor, because you don't have these. Those things are a plus to those people who have them. But if you don't have any of that, guy, don't worry. Just start from wherever you are with mm. whatever you have and take it forward. Who knows? One day you might be that boy that used to walk on the streets selling yeah. yam on his head. And I was sitting in the glass house being a CEO. I could never have dreamt about it. You're yeah. a gem, Gideon. God bless you so much. <laughs> Thank you. I'm grateful much. that you shared this with us. Um, for those who want to contact Allianz for business, um, how do they contact? Is there a website you can go yes. to? Yes, so phone our website is there. So Allianz is very simple. Once you just go on to Google, I think the simplest thing is just to type Allianz, Allianz. Yeah. on Google and then you get to our website, www.allianz.gh.com. Yeah. You get there. And then from there, you would see all our contacts. Okay, good yeah. stuff. I'm sure from tonight, we would have a few people contact you for business because the story is an amazing one and you're a great leader as well. Thank you so much for spending time with us on Personality Profile. Was a great My name privilege. is Lexus Bill, but I have a final question for you. <gasps> and you better think very well before you answer this if you want to if you want to leave here with a smile on your face you better think through the answer i am suspecting Ghana the Jolof. i know oh, i know that question will come ghana jollof or nigeria jollof uh-huh uh-huh the thing is I, my wife is nigerian we are here uh-huh. and she's using ghana ingredients to cook the jollof so is that Ghana jollof or is it Nigerian jollof? Well, that, that I'll leave that for you to answer. Regards to your wife and the family as well. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm Lexus Will. Thanks to my team. And then I take Philip Nye, Abeku Sankofi, Anita Tai, and Rebel Johnson. You can check out the video on our Facebook page. If you missed out this conversation, the video.